<laughs> All right, we're having a good time. We got Jurassic Five. Zeke By the way, going. there's no Faraz watch today. He's here. Oh my god. Oh my god. We're back. Welcome back to the Demand Better Podcast, episode 18, where we are your consumer's guide in the health, fitness, and wellness space. I am your host, Corona, and I am joined by Dr. Bo in Superior, Colorado, an award-winning journalist. It's Faraz Javed, uh, <laughs> who's joining us from, from Detroit and who is a journalist for XYZ. Um, what's up, Bo? What's up, Faraz? What's up? Hello. Last time I know we got this wrong. Am I pointing at you right now? You're, you're pointing right at yeah, me right no, now. You got right. it right. Okay, this you time got I got it right. right. <laughs> For anyone listening, we, we are on StreamYard on the video if you're watching, and uh, the video is backwards. So when you think you're moving your right hand or you're touching the right side of your face, it's the other side. So it's confusing. It's confusing. So when you point, it's confusing. <laughs> All right, we are talking episode eighteen about. Oh, before you do, before you do that, we are talking about that. We're sponsored by Fit Care Physiotherapy and Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness, so you can avoid the healthcare space. Today's episode is about. Go ahead, Bo. Social media influencers in this day and age, and we've covered and touched on these concepts before. We've talked about the ease of fitness. We've talked about demanding better from your personal trainer, from your physical therapist, and we're going to kind of bring a lot of that together, specifically talking about social media. Uh, for anyone who's seen the film on Netflix, uh, The Social Dilemma, uh, that's kind of some of the stuff we're talking about. And I think the more aware we are of this environment we're in, uh, and almost everyone we know is is on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on one of these social media platforms, if not multiple ones, including YouTube. Uh, and if you guys are watching us now, uh, even if you're listening to us, you're, you're uh, being influenced by us. So we wouldn't consider ourselves influencers, except maybe for us. Um, he is, yeah. he is, he's got, what do you, uh, you have? You have, have 10,000 followers or something like that, right? On, on Instagram. Something like that. <laughs> no, he's I mean... Really He's really popular. And I, and I guess this is exactly what we're going to be talking about. Who, what is considered popularity on social media? Like, what are some of the benchmarks? Is it just the amount of followers? Is it the engagement? Or is it the content? Or is it a combination of things? And I think this is exact, exactly where people get confused, especially when it comes to our um, topic that we discuss here on Demand Better is people, you know, trying to achieve their fitness goals, their active lifestyle goals. And they and one of the things they rely on is social media. There's nothing wrong with it. There's tons of information out there, good and bad. And I guess this is exactly what we're going to be diving into today: how to differentiate between that good content and bad content. Yeah, no, I I think that's a I think that's a really really great way to start this off. But let's <clears throat> let, let's figure out. I mean, I got a little definition here. So, what is an influencer? An influencer is social media users who have a significant number of followers and use their platform to market various goods and services based on brand and partnerships. All right. The average influence, just to give you a profile, it's the age of 26 to 32. The national average share, this came from Indeed. The national share is $52,035. And then their characteristics are nine times that they're personable, aligned with the mission, relatable, responsive, consistent, tech savvy, and creative. So that's the person we're talking about. There are different types of, of influencers, but 
those are the people we're talking that are controlling and telling us what to buy. Um, well, go ahead, take it over. Yeah, and I think, uh, again, thank you for the definition uh, that we got from Indeed there. I think that it's the, the, the aim of today is to help folks differentiate between folks that are uh, or, or accounts that are entertainment based. And, you know, there's usually that disclaimer, hopefully, of this is for entertainment purposes only, even if they're talking about medical type of issues and situations, blood work, uh, all, all that kind of stuff versus real life advice. And unfortunately, with this access to information, uh, we want to add this kind of caveat uh, to folks understanding and navigating the this wild, wild west is, is how we would describe it, I think, of uh, social media and again, getting health and fitness advice. Uh, we want to always come back to that. And so uh, to, to Faraz's point, I want to touch on that for a second of, you know, are we talking about engagement versus followers? We're in a crazy time where I think it's been over a decade at least where book publishers are going to say, hey, you don't have a million followers. I'm not even going to publish your book. Come back to me when you have a million followers across your multiple platforms. Um, you know, and, and, and it's a real thing. I've, I've heard people talk about this. Hey, how big is your newsletter? How big is your mailing list? Um, you know, how many contacts, how many people can you influence? And if that's the case, if you have a million people that you can genuinely say between Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, newsletter, uh, and, and then theoretically, if you put out a book at $20 a pop, uh, you know, there's some expected return there and it comes back to a numbers game. So I think we're talking a little bit about understanding our experiences of how the sausage is made. And we're trying to share that so that we can go into the next account and the next time you're scrolling Instagram or whichever platform and maybe uh, being able to say, hey, like if you're taking instant, instant intermittent fasting uh, advice uh, or keto diet things and like, oh, I saw this girl on and she's 25 years old and she's got a six pack and she lost 800 pounds or whatever. And and, you know, I think it's important to have more context for that. The one thing I'll throw out right now and we're going to come back to is being cautious of these accounts where there is a sales pitch. And another piece that I want to talk about how the sausage is made, I'm going to throw it all out there and then I'll let you guys kind of, uh, you know, guide it a little bit and we'll keep going back and forth that way. But a little bit of how the sausage is made is these algorithms and the teachings are all about how to get more clicks and more likes. And what it, there's this term clickbait, right? So if the name of this article was, you know, watch Kim Kardashian's butt, uh, you know, <laughs> hold up a champagne bottle or whatever, like that's going to get a million or, or more likely to get more views, more traction, more algorithms. So I've seen and played with all these algorithms. Um, so I think it's important to note that there are specific words, hashtags, times of data post, all these little tips and tricks, all these ways that you can invest in buying some followers for as and I were talking about this yesterday, we're going to go a little more into that. But you can buy followers. Now they're cracking down on that a little bit, but you can stay ahead of what, how each of these uh, platforms is trying to be very genuine. And they have cracked down, and I think they're doing the best they can to some extent, as long as the money's still rolling. So that's my long kind of introductory all over the place. Ramble, I'm going to throw it back to you guys. No, but I'm, I'm just to jump on that, just to jump on that point right now. That's why, you know, Faraz is in the news. And the old adage is if it bleeds, it leads. They're not going to be talking about Susie, who's taking care of these people in the senior home, doing stuff. That's not that's not going to be news, and that's not clickbait. But if it bleeds, it leads. Am I wrong for us? Or... 
No, not at all. I mean, I think first thing, the most important thing to to take away from this conversation is Bo, Bo clicks on and Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes aside, uh, jokes aside, no, that, no, but in all seriousness, yeah, Bo, Bo does have a valid point. I mean, you know, it, it, it is about, I think in this day and age, um, um, more, more, we find more content creators, more influencers working towards or understanding the algorithm, which basically uh, helps them generate more followers, more engagement. But are they really providing authentic content content that is medically sound and i'm just talking about our line of 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 conversations that we talk about here in demand better i mean sure yeah i mean if you're just talking about some mindless you know like dancing video or um let, let me let me let me just throw something at you as you're on that point real quick is yeah uh within the fitness space to be more specific not take going moving a little away well we can talk about like what is what does kim kardashian do to you know, for her fitness routine. And that's good. And Mark Wahlberg is the other one that, that gets yeah. thrown out there, right? Because he looks good, uh, you know, and we've talked about this uh, Corona's favorite little thing of, of if you uh, want to get J-Lo's booty, like you better have her genetics, you better have her money, you better have her trainers. Mom and dad. <laughs> Mom and dad. Yeah. So, and yeah, genetics. I said genetics. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there that it, the other part of the, the sausage being made kind of algorithm here uh, I've written and, and contributed to a lot of fitness content. It almost always has to be, Hey, what are the top three exercises for low back pain? And the reality is <clears throat> that's going to get clicks a and B, uh, people are searching for that. I understand that. Uh, but C, C from, from my perspective, sorry, is, okay. is it's hard to say, just do these three things because all low back pain is the same. And it, it's, you know, there's a little bit of authenticity. There's a little bit of playing that game. And here's the other real big disclaimer I want to throw before we, we jump back to it. And I interrupted you for us. So I'll throw it back to you. And Corona, you can keep your mouth shut. Um, but, <laughs> but the last thing I want to disclaim here is we don't want to come across as grumpy old men who are just like, hey, look at our, you know, we don't have enough followers. So we're going to complain about the system. But I think we're finding our way. I think we can acknowledge what the systems are. Um, and I think, again, whether we choose to play in that system or not is a whole nother part of this conversation. But I'll throw it back to you, Faraz. I just want to throw that little grumpy old man disclaimer out there. Get well, I just, I just want to, I just want to add to all to us three grumpy old. <laughs> no, um, I just want to add that uh, you know there there is still a lot of great content out there, and there are also influencers, content creators out there who are doing great. And Bo and I, Bo and I were talking about this earlier. For example, Move You is 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 a good example of you know some a group that is knowledgeable when it comes to effectively you know treating ailments in your body in terms of like aches and pains and and as a physiotherapist you get a lot of information from them and they've kind of figured out that sweet happy medium where you know you can sort of bring the content at the same time keep it engaging in the Instagram universe. Keep, keep that in mind. Every social media platform has a different uh, viewership, has a different algorithm altogether. And that's another thing that we, we were talking about earlier, Bo and I, is if you look at MoveU, their followers on Instagram and their followers on YouTube are, are very different. But then there's another group called, uh, was it Bob and Brad, Bo? 
Yeah, so we're talking about physical therapists. I want to just, uh, for anyone not familiar, uh, and so you don't go click on Move You. And it's funny, every time we talk about it and Corona had the same response when we were talking about it, is they show a lot of good-looking na- naked people. I'm going to say naked because uh, they're just showing skin. And it, it's very catchy. And again, the uh, other piece of the so- how the sausage is made is uh, you need to catch someone's attention in two to three seconds. Like if, if, they're, if you're scrolling, if you've ever done that on Instagram, uh, you need, if you don't see like, oh, what's this butt sticking it out of my face? Like it, oh, what's this person doing with their legs up in the air? And they're talking about perennial sunbathing, um, <laughs> which is its own thing. So and Corona's like, what was that account? I need I need to go. I need to go find it. Um, and it, again, it's a joke, but that's the reality. People, you know, porn is a thing, guys. I don't know if you guys are familiar with porn, um, but <laughs> but like it, it's how our brains work. <laughs> It's how our brains work, and and I think it's worth acknowledging. So, you know, working off sex appeal, sex sells when when you talk to marketing people, uh, you know, and the more you push that envelope, I think in in uh, in the history of sales, Mad Men, all that kind of good stuff, sure. um, I think it's important to acknowledge that. So, Move You, which is uh, Move as in Movement University, Move You. Um, I think I'm going to, you know, again, they're physical therapists. They're based in San Diego. They're, they're good looking people. Um, and, and again, they have a great little, uh, concept and I've had people, I think the reality is what up Patrick Madden. I think that was my sensei from Seagate Coney Island. Um, Hey Patrick, um, back in the day, just saying, Hey, so, um, I do think it's important to, to come back. He's in San Diego, Patrick. Uh, oos. Yes, oos. sorry to uh, <laughs> if you want to jump in, Patrick, uh, we appreciate you listening. So, Bo, let me ask you this is this is it is it wrong for them to play with the algorithm? I feel like they're, they're just playing the game, there's nothing right. as long as as long as they're giving away knowledgeable and correct content for the most part, I don't see them, you know using tactics or tools to their advantage because you know we have similar influencers and content creators out there who are using the similar tools but giving away wrong information yeah so again they i do think to answer your question they they have a good balance of legitimate advice catching people's attention and saying like hey if your peck is tight and again they might have a good looking girl with her you know cleavage showing um, and, and they're saying, Hey, you need to stretch this out. And like, it's good advice. So are they taking advantage? Or are they doing something malicious? No, I don't think so. But I do think there are plenty of people out there. And at the same time, um, if we can get more eyes on this good information, phenomenal. Absolutely. Uh, athlean X is another example of that, uh, where he's super ripped. He's super lean. He's a yeah. physical therapist. Again, most of the stuff he talks about is pretty good. He has good experience. Uh, he's worked with professional teams. He has a good resume. Uh, he talks about that stuff. Sometimes that's the thing. It can be a little over the top. And here's the, the, the rub on this whole thing, right, is when people come to me, and I'm, and, and I'm going to bring up another example, and we're talking about some different accounts. So we're not really trying to throw anyone under the bus, but we're trying to use those accounts to, uh, you know, highlight some of these examples. So knees over toes guy is a very interesting one from this perspective. And I've talked about him on my podcast. I've had a few people who implement his services. Um, He's been on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's another super interesting influencer to talk about. But knees over toes, to come back to your question for as of like, is this good? Is this bad? Is it malicious? 
Is it uh, unjust that people are doing these tactics and taking advantage of the algorithm? I don't think that it is malicious, but knees over toes guy is addressing. He's a personal trainer. He has no medical training. And he's basically saying, uh, hey, there's a piece of the rehab puzzle missing for people who have knee pain. And he acknowledges this. And he has over a million, uh, well over a million followers, if not in the multiple millions, uh, because he's really honed in on this message. And he's very good at manipulating the algorithm in, in what, whatever he's playing the game, you know, again, in sports, uh, I know Corona and I can speak to this as, you know, is it holding if you didn't get flagged for it? Like you have to play, you have to, <laughs> you so have let, to, let me you ask you this real the, quick, the, 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 the knees over toes guy, yeah. if he has no medical qualification to let people know how to fix, you know, their joint problems, knees specifically, Mm-hmm. Is he based? So, so you've seen his content. Is yeah. it is it accurate? Is it good? Is it flawed? Right. So, Do, so should people listen bringing, to him? Thank you for bringing me back there. Yeah. So I would say, having seen it, I think he's bringing up some good points. But this goes back to the ease of fitness that we talked about um, a few episodes yeah. ago, and the fact that I've had a lot of people. I've definitely heard of success stories from knees over toes, where people tried physical therapy, tried surgery, um, and he talks about his own particular uh experience of having seven knee surgeries i believe and now he can dunk basketballs and all this good stuff and again by addressing these things that the traditional medical system does not address so i think that to answer your question uh, i've also heard a lot of people who tried his program and gotten much worse because his program is not medical it is not done with a physical therapist who is licensed there is no accountability and people are willing to try that because, A, it's pretty cheap. It's $50 a month versus even one session with me. Let's make the math really easy and call it $200 for one hour um, in person. Now, I have other packages that we're not going to go into that right now. But uh, to answer your question about knees over toes guy, uh, I do think that maybe 50 to 60% of what he talks about, I like. I pull sleds. He's a big advocate of pulling sleds. And if you have knee issues, pull some sleds, go into a full range of motion. We've talked about that concept and that's some of the stuff he's preaching. But to say, this is the way every knee should do. And then you get someone who's a 50 year old uh, woman with a meniscectomy and has pain. And then she comes to me and says, Hey, I tried that thing for six months and my knee's way worse than it ever was. Go ahead, Corona. No, it just, it it gets back to this. You're putting your, especially in the health and fitness space, you're putting your body, your most important essence in the hands of someone is treating it just like it's anybody else's body. It's just the day. So you just put your knees over your toes. You know nothing about this person to take this advice. And we continue doing this. And the reason this thing, this podcast was made was to give people information. So they're not out there in this, in this information because we're getting smashed with information. You know, that's all you have coming at you. Content, 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 content. You know, the algorithm forces people to up the game. That's all it does. You want to let me show you a booty. We're going to do this. We're going to do this naked. We'll do it. Whatever it is, you're upping the game. And, and, and just real quick, real quick, Faraz brought up Bob and Brad. And I, I wanted to make sure I just address that. I remember them. Yep. Uh, so they're on YouTube. Uh, this is their main platform. They have over 4 million followers there. They're two older gentlemen, physical therapists, and uh, they call themselves kind of jokingly the most famous physical therapists on the Internet, which very well might be true based on. Uh, actual engagement and followers, uh, considering Kelly Starrett's the one I would certainly uh, yes. push people towards. I just had him on my podcast, but his actual numbers of followers 
is much lower than Bob and Brad. Bob and Brad are very good at being consistent, which is one of the main like things you go to any social media expert, whatever that means. <laughs> and, and that's another term within movement as well. You're a knee expert. You're a fitness expert. Uh, you're a guru, whatever these terms are. I think we need to be very skeptical of all of it. Um, and, and again, come back to like what, you know, and, and knees over toes guy, again, we'll talk about, Hey, we've had 3000 success stories. It's like, well, okay, but you're not talking about, and I don't expect anyone to be like, well, we've had 5,000 failures. Like you're not going to put out those numbers. So Bob and Brad real quick, they just, they're very good at, at they don't edit. They're not fancy. Uh, they're just very good at talking about, Hey, here's what you need to know about total knee replacements. Here's how we approach it as a physical therapist. Here's, and, and they just talk. Um, just like Kelly Starrett, again, another one who I love is he'll talk for 10 minutes. He'll just set up the camera and he'll talk about, hey, you, you have, again, some pain here. And here's what you need to know. We're going above. We're going below. We need to know how this is moving. We need to know when we breathe. What are we doing? How does that feel? He's very good at talking you through for 10 minutes, which, again, TikTok uh, says you shouldn't be talking for 10 minutes. But then again, Joe Rogan talks for four hours <laughs> with a guest and people are listening to the whole thing. So it's a really interesting time. And again, to, to sum up my, some of my thoughts and feelings on this whole thing, I mentioned that we're in the Wild West right now of, uh, you know, no regulations is, is one of the no. main things we're talking about. And I, my hope is in the next few years, we will see the cream rise to the top of, hey, you know, we're going to talk about Danielle Davis out of Texas, personal trainer, who was a, an extreme example of a really bad uh, version of all this. Uh, and so at the end of the day, hopefully we're going to see a little bit of, of uh, you know, extremes, people, again, like move you showing tushies and butts and, and boobs and, and playing that algorithm. And, and hopefully in a few years, again, we're going to find a nice balance of, you know, how do we get the best information out there? And uh, can we move the physical therapy profession forward, athletic trainers, personal trainers, all this stuff? So, yeah, sorry. The, 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 re the reality of it is, and this, this goes for in fitness, the stuff that you got to do to make yourself great and the stuff that you have to do is boring. It's not exciting. It's not fun. You just have to do it. There's, you know, you want shoulder stability. Okay. You can do this rotator cuff exercise. So, so enjoyable. And then you got some dude on, you, you know, on Instagram doing crazy, like plyometric shoulder press jumps. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. outrageous stuff. And, and people strive for that. Yeah. But people aren't, but the stuff that works, the Kelly Starrettes of the world, and those guys who are really, really gurus, those people are the ones that aren't going to get the followers because they're not as exciting and, and splashy as, right. and, as and, someone else. And there's enough of a market to go around, fortunately, yeah. however we want to look at it. Again, you have whatever the statistics are, I believe there's 7 billion people around the world who have access to the internet one way or another. Um, so, you know, obviously without going too far down that thought process, but I think it comes back to your point of industry leaders. And this is a general piece of this whole equation that I talk about is the folks that tend to spend a lot of time and have very successful algorithm concepts here and social media presences, uh, are generally the ones who you have to start thinking like, how are they working with humans? Like, are they really good at their craft? which all of these crafts are practices, right? It's, it's a medical practice. Even in personal training, it's not usually referred to as a personal training practice, but you're, you're always learning. You should always be growing. You should always be evolving. So if you're spending a lot of time on social media, um, and again, when Corona and I started this little project, 
he was like, I don't know anything about hashtags. I don't know about time. Like, when should I post? What should I post on? Like, you know, I had to kind of give him a, a, my very quick and, and we're far from optimizing any of that stuff. But the point is that took away from him learning more about how to work with someone with total knee replacement, which is something he, I know he's very good at. And I would send anyone who's had a total knee replacement to Corona as a personal mm-hmm. trainer before most of the physical therapists that I know, because they're just going to give them again, a little bit of a cookie cutter approach in, in the insurance model and all that stuff. But we're not talking about that today. Episode two. Episode two. So we're coming back to industry leaders. So again, if, if, if and we, we talked about this uh, last time, uh, Corona and I uh, offline, but if you think of who are some of the top, minds and some of the people that we would want to learn from and you go to their accounts i don't really want to learn from bob and brad other than what are they doing that's successful same thing with move you i haven't learned anything from them but if i listen to a guy like dan john uh mike boyle uh there's a bunch of great names out there uh you know and again we can rattle off probably tens if not hundreds of names um you know brett bartholomew is another industry leader there's a bunch of great names eric cressy i'm going to keep coming up with names but they tend to not be the ones who have the most followers because they're not spending time doing like, Hey, like, look at my skin, look at my cleavage. And you know, they're, they're just not playing that game. And some of them, there is a way to balance that. I think that was uh, Faraz's question of, you know, can we have that uh, showing of the skin and, you know, balance that out, putting celebrities or weird exercises. An example of the weird exercises that's very successful is Dr. Joel Seedman, and he'll have professional athletes and things like that. And he's talking a very extreme, very, very extreme, uh, you know, different concept, similar to knees over toes, where he's saying, hey, you should only go to 90 degrees. So everything you're doing, if you're doing a pull up, only do it to 90 degrees. And then back, if you're squatting, only go to 90 degrees. And now it stirs up well, what's your rationale? And he has a 900 page book that he sells. That's like $400. Um, so if you want to learn more about it, like he talks about his main points, but he has that all very nailed down. A lot of his exercises are, and his, his social media presence is again, celebrities, good looking people doing very weird shit. Terry Cruz, who's always a, a nice person to click on and, and look at is doing single leg <coughs> bicep curls. And it's like, is that really the thing that's going to push the needle for most people? No. Um, and even if we're talking to the top, you know, 0.1% of performers, I think there's a huge disconnect where, again, back to Corona's point of we all want to, you know, all females want to look like Jennifer Lopez for the most part. Um, and it's just, it's near impossible. And we're selling them this very fake, inauthentic yeah. experience. And that's what people are playing off of and coming back to our mission today. And sorry for my passionate rambling. Um, hammer. Uh, <laughs> El Martillo. Um, I just wanted to finish up by saying again, the, 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 the thesis here is we want to come back to understanding how to navigate that. And again, I don't know that there is a simple answer because I think that question was posed of how do we balance out? What is the science? Uh, again, Andrew Huberman is a really good example of that where he's a neuroscientist and he gets a lot of criticism of trying to overly simplify things to make it accessible to the public. He claims that as his mission in every single one of his episodes. And again, I, I appreciate it. Sometimes he is very boring. Um, <laughs> so bottom line is, um, I think that there's a lot to this conversation. And Patrick, uh, my old sensei, uh, I, are you still doing karate? Patrick is, is the question. Sensei Madden. Um, anyway, but we'll, 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 we'll hear from him in a second. But yeah, sorry, guys. That was my ramble. I'm going to throw it back to you. But here's the thing. See, the social media algorithm keeps changing all the time. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it, you don't have to post booty pictures and cleavage pictures or incorporate them in your content to be successful. Yes, 
there are accounts that use those tactics to become famous, but that's not the only thing you can use it. So for example, you know, like you, you mentioned Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan doesn't show cleavage or booty pictures. He has a yeah, but he's he's smoking weed. He's talking about sex. Sure, he's appealing to a certain. That's population. it, and that I'm glad you brought that up. And essentially, that's what it is. You know, you. It, it, so, for example, Bo, you you post a lot of pictures on your Instagram, um, pictures, videos, not that, that don't include boobs and you know cleavage and butts and whatnot. But is there a reason why you don't uh, you don't choose to not to do that? Uh, you know, I just, I, I try to be authentic to myself. I don't usually train and, topless. And uh, then that's what it is. It's, it's, it's basically how can you engage with your, with your audience? They are engaging with their audience and that's the audience they're, they're targeting. Chances are there could be also a lot of folks who are following them who don't care about physiotherapy. They're just there to, you know, just get a visual treat. Um, so, so no, that it's the fact of life. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there could be ha maybe 50% of the followers are there just for visual treat purposes. And they're not there for, you know, like, oh, how do I really fix my neck? But there could <laughs> be also who, who are getting both benefits from it. But it's all about how you can, you know, what kind of viewers you want to attract and how do you attract them? How do you keep growing at it? But I, I'll tell you this, though, even though, Bo, you may not have as many followers as the movie you guys but maybe your followers are probably going to be more engaging than, than those guys, maybe. Only because, you know, the ones who are following you know specifically why they're following you. They, they're, they're not in there for, for, for you to show their cleavage or, you know, your, your ass <laughs> or whatever. They, they want pure information yeah. in, in terms of how to fix their bodies. So, yes, it takes, it takes some time. It takes some time to get to that level. Maybe if you deploy certain tactics, certain tools, it'll get you faster. And of course, earlier you mentioned about like how, you know, there are certain accounts who would buy followers. Um, and, and I have to say, though, that in the past, probably five years, five years ago or so, it would have been a lot easier to do so and get away with it. And there have been a lot of, you know, content creators and influencers who have purchased followers and sort of established that benchmark and then grown from there because, you know, when you see an account that already has 1 million followers, you'd be like, well, you know, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about or this person, knows, you know, maybe she knows what she's talking about. But I have to say social media platforms over the years have, especially over the, since these past five years, they've really cracked down on, on um, fake followers. And they're really making sure like, you know, any, anything that has sort of boosted the numbers in terms of bots and everything, they eliminate them they stop give them warnings their accounts are suspended so there are a lot of things that are happening so i i definitely would say in this day and age it, it'd be really hard to get away with um you know if you're buying followers and stuff like that but at the same time it's also become hard to get uh followers organically because the, the competition is so fierce pretty much every other person is a content creator and and maybe if bo showed his his biceps while while doing this podcast, maybe there might be two other followers who might join. Maybe there could be 50. Who knows? Maybe depending on what kind of belief. Depending on how many, what kind of fetish people have. <laughs> but my, my question for us, and, and, I, and, I, and I point it to you, because my question is, so I'm going to go look for someone that take care of me. I'm going to look at how many followers they have. And that's going to be the justification. It's just like somebody training with somebody else in the gym who's got a lot of people with them. Their bodies don't change, but they're a popular trainer. So people always go to them. 
put think of followers as like reviews sadly you know what i'm saying like if you if you if you go to amazon for example and if you're looking at a product and you look at like how many you know five ratings has this product got how many fours how many threes how many twos and the ones i mean if you see pretty much this a particular product has got like one and two ratings you know i'm not going to buy that product you know like i know there's something off about this um, so it's the same thing. So if you, you know, when you look at a at a follower, or sorry, at an influencer that has got a million followers, somehow your mind will be like, okay, well, there's a reason this person has one million followers or more, uh, or around that number, because he or she probably knows what they're ta talking about. Otherwise, how, how else would they have gotten these followers? I mean, whoa, look at this! All these pictures that have, they're getting more than one million likes. So, so yeah, that sort of reassures, sadly, uh, people that this might be legit, but that is not the case. That is not always the case, you know, because you could have, like you said, for example, like Bo brought up the, the knees over toes guys, uh, toes guy, guy to knees over toe, toes guys, is that what it is? Knees no over toes guy, it's one guy. Okay, but knees over a toe guys, knees over toes guy, there you go. <laughs> right, so he, he, for example, has so many followers, I think he's got like a million follower, but at the same time, he's not technically, he doesn't have a medical qualification to, you know, to share that, that knowledge. And yes, maybe with experience, he might have learned something um, which might be knowledgeable and he could share with people. But can he give sound advice to everyone? And are you willing to take that risk of just in case if you don't be part of that, that sound advice and it makes things worse for you, are you ready to take that risk? Do you even know that? Are you even aware that that's a possibility? I, I think I think people take that risk every single day. And I think there's millions of people who take that risk every single day. I don't think and, there are people- and, that, and that's why we're here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, don't, I, I really, really, when you're looking for something specific, when you're looking for a physical therapist, um, there's so many people out there, so many people doing stuff. I will. I have a crew of people that I'll send people to. I'll send it to Bo in a heartbeat. I trust Bo. I know Bo's work. I know. How, I know. I know his care level for his client. I know that knees over toe guy is trying to get followers. He's Bo's. Bo's changing the world in the sense of what he's doing with physical therapy and trying to make physical therapy better. Knees over toe guy is trying to make himself better, and I have no problem with him trying to do that. My issue is is that you're saying that it works for everyone. And when you have people that are going out there and rolling that dice, and then their knees get worse and worse and worse, or or they do they're doing some intermittent fasting, or they're taking some pill and they get sick. Um, people, in essence, want something fast. That's what we're looking at now. They don't want to work. They don't want to put the time into it. They want it fast. They want it now. And if I can lose weight and I have to take what it was it the apple vinegar cider pills whatever they were, <laughs> take that and I'll lose weight. I'm gonna buy that and I'll do that. And if it wasn't for stuff like that, that's out there, we wouldn't be, this wouldn't exist. Demand better wouldn't exist because people would be doing what's best for them. But for some reason or another, we're like herds. We follow the herd. And because one person is going to it, it may not be the right person for the next person. But everybody buys in. By the way, J-Lo does it. I'm in. And that's what we're dealing with. It's, and, I, and I think everybody gambles all the time. I mean, so for example, like, you know, I know Bob brought this up earlier, like Mark Wahlberg, right? He's a big advocate, at least recently, for F45. 
And I know which both, is failing, by the way, which uh, is going to be shut down and, yeah. and be a failing franchise. Right. I mean, anyway, it's it's a soft version of CrossFit. That's the way I see it. Minus. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I'll just say real quick about that. Uh, obviously, and this is this is one of the other really big takeaways from today's talk is Mark Wahlberg is probably not doing F45 classes for his own fitness, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> he's uh, very financially invested in F45. So again, when I think that's a huge piece of this is understanding the, the caution of sales. Um, and we talked about this with Game Changers. Game Changers, uh, the, the film, documentary, whatever you want to call it on Netflix, which is pushing pl a plant-based agenda, uh, was made by uh, James Cameron, the maker of Titanic, Avatar, one of the biggest filmmakers in the world. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan involved, uh, a bunch of other big names. And then on top of all that, uh, you look at the money and, you know, it's not always about following the money because, you know, we can we can certainly have some balances. Again, I'm a Yankees fan, so can't just be all about the money because um, we're always the evil empire and, and everyone talks about how much money we spend. But um, at the end of the day, you know, the game changers, his wife is the owner of a pea protein company and a plant-based protein company. So yeah. obviously it behooves them financially. Same thing with Mark Wahlberg, just to finish that and close that loop is it's very important, I think, to, to understand where the rubber meets the road. And there is a gray zone and there's a lot of nuance. And that's why we're having this conversation. And this could be a multi-part talk of uh, where's the style and where's the substance. Like but I said, with these real quick, sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. interrupt. I want to show you something. Tell me if this is the right way for for uh, for a pull up. Hey, let me let me show you. Sorry, just, just fast forward because I want to show you this. And this is this could be a great example of, for example, like here here you here you have Mark Wahlberg about to do a pull up, mm -hmm. and just tell me as a physiotherapist. First of all, is he wearing gloves? Yeah. <laughs> is this the right way to do pull ups? Uh, just from what I can see, one hundred percent. Well, again, for his purposes, it might be. For a bodybuilding style version of pull-ups, it might be. Again, one of the more popular versions, I'm, uh, and Corona shaking his head, I just want to be given the benefit of the doubt. I didn't hear what the audio, I didn't see what the <laughs> caption is, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt as much as possible. But again, you look at bar stars with these guys in uh, in literally playgrounds in the Bronx, in New York City, yeah. Oh, like yeah. all over the world, and they're doing versions kind of like that where they're doing partial range of motion, and again, those guys have been doing that probably their whole life, like Mark Wahlberg. They probably have a significant base of strength and all that good stuff. The real quick thing from anyone who watched the video uh, that Barash just showed of Mark Wahlberg uh, is he did not engage his lats. And again, he kind of did somewhere in between a CrossFit style kipping gymnastics pull up with a more just let me get some reps in by using some momentum. So there was a lot to go there. And at the end of the day, I don't know his goals. If his goal is just to be ripped, which I imagine it is as a movie star, then yeah, like maybe that's one way to get good results um, for him. Okay, but, so so yeah. hold that thought for a second. And then I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because here's the thing. So someone who's got no knowledge about working out or is sort of trying to get into that realm of active lifestyle and fitness and whatnot, they see Mark Wahlberg doing that what, what, what do you think they're going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, yeah, they're, they're going like, to want to duplicate that. That's they're it. Gonna, gonna, if, wanna... if it works for him, it's going to work for me. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. When they get injured, they're going to call me and Bo because they're going to get injured. <laughs> no, they won't. Right, so, that, so, well, again, 
they yeah, probably giving, won't call you guys. Give, no, they probably won't because yeah. we're talking about different populations and talking to your sure. audience. But, yeah. but this is where, again, two other really good examples of that that were really popular that I will always go to is Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yes. Uh, with Goop. Um, and again, she's done an Goop. amazing job of marketing. Um, but, you know, she, she had videos where she was talking about oh, never lift anything more than two pounds, ladies, because you don't want to get bulky or tone. And it's like the science is just so disconnected. And then Britney Spears, who, again, had had I don't even know how many followers she would have had, but she was sharing what she was doing in the gym to kind of share her story. And again, we know now a lot of the mental health stuff going on and, and there's a whole nother side to that story. But she was sharing all these workouts and people uh, within my space were passing that around. Like, what is she doing? Why is she doing a pushup with this very horrible form that we look at? But again, it's easy to judge folks. I talked about Joel Seedman, who has a rationale of why he's doing these 90 degree, you know, he thinks scientifically that 90 degrees is the only way. There's cherry picking involved. There's all this stuff, got me upset. But yeah, to your point about Mark Wahlberg, Britney Spears, Gwyneth Paltrow, whoever it is, none of those people are science people. They're not dedicating their lives to understanding what the research says, working with humans, having gone through trials and tribulations of, I did this experiment, which is what it is. When you work with people as physical therapists, personal trainer, we said it's a practice. So when you do this with 100 people and this concept, and you, you might be doing different stuff, but let's say I did the same intervention for 100 people, and 70 of them got better that's that's going to stand out in my mind of like hey yeah. like but there's just to give here. them but just to give them the benefit of the doubt you know because of celebrities there's a good chance they'll have trainers and maybe their trainers would have suggested them either for a certain ailment or a certain, or a certain muscle activation whatever it is either way the point that i think that the people should take away from this it's a it, just like any fitness program, just like any nutritious program, it's it should always be customized and, uh, and and customized to an individual. So you know, instead of me just looking at this, you know, pull up that Mark Wahlberg is doing and just going mindlessly and trying to do this, replicate this in the gym because it may not be good for me. Maybe I have a yeah. shoulder impingement. Maybe I have a shoulder back problem or something so, like that. Yeah, that's so only going to make it worse. Real quick for us to that whole point. Going back to our personal trainer, our very first episode of this show, Demand Better from Personal Trainers, we gave away a top five list. And one of the main things, and it's come up time and time again. It's in everything. Is, is if you are not getting an assessment for whatever yes. you're doing, just stop. So again, let's try to summarize some of these things. So I appreciate you bringing this back to us. So what used to happen, right, was before you start any new exercise program, check with your doctor to make sure you're yeah. healthy enough for exercise. Doctors of physical therapy, for instance, we do a terrible job of marketing. And this is another reason this whole topic is triggering to me is because we should be the primary folks when you roll your ankle or when you want to start a new exercise program. But physical therapists are so spread out in what we do. And our, our leadership is busy arguing over Medicare cuts because we're fighting with, again, insurance companies and chiropractors and acupuncturists and all this stuff. So I'm not going to go too far into that because you can go to my uh, Bono's health thing. I talk about that stuff way too much, um, but it's interesting stuff. So I'm bringing all that up to come back to the fact that um, if you're not getting an assessment from someone who either, even if it's virtual, something, some assessment to make sure you're healthy enough for exercise, you're doing the stuff right. If you see Mark Wahlberg's thing, uh, you know, speak to somebody who can say, hey, that's not going to work for you because you don't know how to engage your lats and you can't even hang for 20 seconds from a pull-up bar 
And this was a conversation, by the way, I had to have with Faraz, which we've talked about, when he said, I want to go to the CrossFit Games, guys. <laughs> and then I had to lay the hammer, which is why they call me El Martillo here on the show. Um, and I just want to let viewers Faraz, know. I just want to let people know I would have been. Back squat. And he didn't know. And I, I said, did. that is already a disqualifier from you. I just didn't remember at the, the time. I just didn't he would have been world champion. I know I would have. Corona. My bad. Yes, you're bad. But 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 what, what, what we're looking at it again was, is yeah. the power of celebrity and people assuming that that's what Mark Wahlberg does. But also, Corona, I just want to add to Bo's point over there for a second that I know he said that get the assessment, but get the assessment from someone qualified. Don't yeah. once again reach out to another influencer and say, so hey, angry. can you assess me? And that that person has got no idea but they are just assessing for but, the sake of it. So let's let's go right there. We'll stay right there because we talked about this stuff. I just want to stick back to Daniel Davis. We talked about Daniel Davis for a very, very, very long time. Okay, and the health and fitness. Daniel Davis Davis had a body. She was twenty five or twenty six years old. She was a young woman. Okay, she had a really nice body. People wanted that body. They contacted her because she would go and actually go to the gym, do a video, and then post it. And tell them how to get a good booty because this is what you need to do. And then she did it. And she got an incredible amount of followers. And now the state of Texas is suing her for not completing on the task of delivering these programs to these people. Fast forward. She's not a trainer. She's never trained. And now she runs a, a Christian experience, correct? Isn't that what I sent you? Yeah, she's running like a Christian camp now. And that's what she's doing. But you can't sit here. We go through. There's a you know, there's another dude here. Um, you know, there's people butthole sunning. There's all sorts of people who have millions and millions of followers, doing crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. But would you take their advice? But because they have a million followers and they're doing a fitness, because they've dumbed down exercise, they've dumbed it down. It doesn't matter because you don't need to be in front of somebody to exercise. You don't need someone to correct you. You don't need it. It's as simple as this. Open up a book. Do the exercise on there. And people don't understand how intricate this stuff is because they've dumbed it down. The influencer themselves is there for themselves, period. Unless it's a con unless there's one of the three types of influence. There's content. There's industry leaders. Um, you'd be an industry leader for the news for us. You know what I mean? It's it's very simple. It just works for them. That's it. Yeah. For them, for their body type, for their genetics, for their muscle structure, bone structure, whatever. It just works for them. It's pure and simple. Anyone trying to replicate it is, is basically setting themselves to failure. Yes, there might be a certain population who, who, who it might work for them. And that is only because they are similar body types. So they got similar bone structure or similar. Sim, there has to be, there is going to be some similarity. That's why it's working for them. But but that doesn't mean you can't achieve similar goals. You can, but you need to put in the effort. You need to go out there, get yourself assessed from professionals, educated, knowledgeable professionals, not someone who's got two million followers. They're not professional. That doesn't mean they could be, but that doesn't mean that they are educated or have the right knowledge to guide you in the right path. It's as simple as that. That's and true. I want, I want to bring up one other example of this whole concept is I would imagine two of the most popular personal trainers when it comes to weight loss are from the show The Biggest Loser and Jillian Michaels and yeah. Bob Harper. And I've listened to them 
a number of times on a number of podcasts, interviews, all that stuff. Bob Harper, I might trust a little more. But Jillian Michaels, I would not direct any human being that I care about to work with her for any price for free. But why? For, if, why if they're is gonna that? Pay them, huh? why, why is that? Why do you say because that? Because of the knowledge and the, the types of things she talks about. Yeah. She does not display any real, I don't want, I don't, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I, she doesn't display any real awareness, intelligence around actual science of how the human body works. And again, Biggest Loser is a very specific thing Again, she's a celebrity trainer in the sense that she's known. She had a platform. What they did on on The Biggest Loser, of course, it's going to work. But, you know, the statistics are very blatant that 90-something percent of the participants gain all of their weight back, if not more, of The Biggest Loser specifically. That's not the way anyone should be losing weight. When I work with people, I work over the course of a year. And this is a really interesting example. One of my high school football teammates was on, and he was the personal trainer for the Bravo show, uh, which was kind of a, a response to The Biggest Loser. I actually can't think of the name right now, but it was basically taking folks and having them in a uh, controlled situation for a month. And they were, it was Bravo, so it was much more storytelling. It was much more like crying. We're going to work through this. It wasn't like, what's the, what's the scale? Say right now. And like, you, you, oh, you gained two pounds. Oh, my God, you're, you're getting like kicked off the show or whatever. It wasn't, uh, you know, whatever, uh, exploitative or, or whatever the terms are, very uh, clickbaity or, or, or uh, ex, ex, there's an X something. Anyway, um, exaggerated, but whatever. So um, bottom line is he did the show on Bravo. So they would, they would take the, the folks who were overweight uh, and, and they'd have them there and try to teach them good habits for uh, whatever it was, two months, and then they would take them for two months and have a hybrid of them coming into their like uh, facility and then going back home and starting to integrate how they're going to go shopping in the supermarket and all that. And then they followed them for the last month to see how they were doing on their own to try to integrate these sustainable habits. That's the way it should work. That show got canceled. Uh, they even tried to change it, uh, the format, because it just is not as sensational was the word I was looking for, not anything with an X. But it sensationalized. It was not as sensational as The Biggest Loser. And they were trying to compete with The Biggest Loser, which is, you know, it's cool to check in and, and see people get emotional and, and have that experience. So they're very easy examples of um, how one thing works, one thing fails from a TV popularity standpoint. But, and again, this is the part where it's like there is a gray zone. And did The Biggest Loser help some other people lose weight and motivate them? Maybe. Maybe. Did Tai Bo help some people? Maybe. Am I going to go tell someone to go do Tai Bo to get into shape? Let Probably me guess. Not. Maybe. You like that? <laughs> Trying to bring a little, a little swagger into it. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you definitely, you know, bring some valid points in there. Um, but w w once again, and, and I just want to highlight just from my personal experience, you know, you could have a, a personal trainer um, who may just be a basic trainer, but that doesn't mean that that person is going to be once again knowledgeable enough. I think to basic take trainer the is a very offensive term, my friend. And I'm going to say this to you: so mo nine times out of ten, yeah, when people are working in gyms, unless they have a large clientele, yeah, they are trainers that are in the beginning stages of their journey most of the time. So people go out and try to get trainers in gyms, and what ends up happening, they're working with someone who is basically using you as a case study to get their business going. And that's the reality. How Neither easy is it to get a trainer certification? 
Oh, it's, it's, that is that's a joke, dude. I can do that yeah. in an afternoon. So yeah, that, you could you could literally do it while we're talking right now. So that's you what I'm saying. It. So yeah. so if that because let, let's say I mean, I, I don't know how easy it's to get a trainer trainer certificate, but bro, CrossFit level one certification, the easiest thing, what? Four hours? In four hours, you can actually get CrossFit level one. No, it, the, one of the reasons I will defend that, uh, the, the, it, A, you it's one a of nerve. the only ones that's in person. What's that? So go ahead. It's one of the only personal trainer certifications that's in person. You know, you yeah. can take the CSCS, that's all online test. You can take NSCA, that's an online test. You can take ACSM, that's an online test. And, and some of these are open book tests, which is BS. So... Uh, CrossFit, right. first of all, is a full weekend. So that's 16 hours, not four. So okay. I'm going to defend them there. And you have to take a 50 question test at the end to make sure you were paying attention. It's relatively easy. Anyone, I know people who have failed it for various reasons. So it's not the easiest thing. Uh, and it's a thousand dollars. So it's, it's not the cheapest entry point, but the fact that there's in-person queuing, uh, that that's, that's so far ahead of most personal training certifications. I will defend Again, I don't think CrossFit does everything right. I'm not going to defend CrossFit, but to your point, to this point specifically, on paper, the CrossFit Level 1 certification is leaps and bounds ahead of, on paper, of way ahead of most, most okay. personal training services. Even if it is. Hold it. Before you go on, I'm going to back him on this because they, they, they do everything in one dimension. And that's why when most trainers come out of a certification, they don't have a clue what to do with someone who's in three dimension. Let me ask you this. Go back Let me ask you. you this. Let me ask you this. Fine. Maybe CrossFit level one certification might be a little bit more advanced. But yes. are they still going to be qualified enough to guide you in terms of nutrition, in terms of how to, um, you know, address certain so, uh, joint so let's issues? Back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. He's a trainer. That's his job. His job is to be a trainer. Has to be a physical trainer. You want nutrition? You better get a good nutrition degree. That's my point. Because okay. you have trainers out there, even there after CrossFit level. I'm not saying everyone, yeah. but there are, are there are trainers out there. Whether it is your your conventional, you know, gym training, and there is CrossFit level one trainers who are out there who give these advice out there, and you'll find them on social media platforms as well. Yes, that's what I'm trying to highlight. And, and we talked about this again in our personal trainer and, and all, almost, episode all of one. Our, all, almost all of our episodes, this kind of seems to come up is, and, and I'll say it time and time again, is uh, I, I, I'm actually, I have a little bit of a shoulder thing, uh, my sternocleido joint here when I hit a barbell here, it's, it's actually been, been a little bothering me, uh, whatever, it's imbalanced. So I'm actually going to go see a chiropractor before I see any physical therapist I know here in person because I know them, I trust them. You, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to talk trash about chiropractors as a profession and some of the sleazy car salesman stuff they do. But at the same time, I know plenty of really good chiropractors. I know plenty of really good pers uh, physical therapists, personal trainers. Again, if I was in New York City, I would go to Corona and say, hey, like, check this out. What do you think? I would want those opinions of the people who I value. So labels are what they are. So a level one CrossFit certification is only that, right? So some people will do that. And again, there's probably level one CrossFit trainers who I would trust my life with. Um, there's probably an ACE. ACE is one of the, I would say, I, you can tell me, Corona, like, I think it's one of the, the, the less intense uh, certifications. I'm not super impressed when I see that. Yeah, he's shaking his head no. No, uh, for anyone no. Listening. I, like, no, listen, the, 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 the other thing for us, just to give you a little heads, a little, little glimpse inside, 
some of these gyms have their own certification. You have to go through their certification. Some of the gyms are aligned with um, New York Sports Club was aligned with NASA. So uh, anybody NASA NASM NASM oh, NASM. So if you if you're going to be a trainer there, you have to go through their protocol and you have to have a NASM a NASM um, certification. What does that mean? You know, I mean, I don't if you you're still working in one dimension and when you have to do stuff with people, it's in three dimension and not everybody's the same and not everybody's that prototypical person you can see in the book. So it's it's a very, very complex thing. And a one size fits all or a influencer in this case um, fits all in, in terms of information, I think is insane, dude. I think it's just insane. So what's the takeaway? I'm going to tell. We'll go back to the assessment. You got to do your research in terms of the of who you're talking to. I'm obviously boring, both. Uh, uh, but you have to go back to the. He's going to get his assessment. Yeah, no, the assessment. Oh, he went to get assessment. That's good. But <laughs> it, it, like we said, um, if you keep if you do things right and you're on, you're looking for someone in the fitness world, um, there's just it's it's an information overload. Everybody's a guru. Everybody's smart. Um, and you walk into these places and there's no assessments being made. There's just proclamations being made and certainty. So it's a proclamation and then certainty comes after it, and then people join on with that. It's not like that. Every single person's individual. You have to look out and find out what's best for you. And what's best for you may not be the celebrity trainer. Maybe Joey in the corner who, knows, who doesn't talk much, but knows what the hell he's doing. Um, you so, got to be careful. I do have a joy. He's really quiet in the gym. <laughs> so one of the big takeaways I think we got to come back to try to summarize is uh, we didn't go too deep into it, but be cautious of sales. Yeah. So again, knees over toes are like, hey, I have this $50 program. Uh, you know, try it out. We've had 5,000 people be, be successful with it. Like, yeah, you know. Um, and again, I do think there's some really good stuff in what he does. But knowing the, again, a little bit of how this, that sausage is made and offering similar services as an individual without millions of followers and a team behind me, um, I can tell you there's a lot of uh, style over substance. But I like yeah. some of the substance. I'm not saying they're all wrong, but I do think it's important, again, where there's no real assessment. Um, is, is one of those other really big pieces. The fact, I think it's very important takeaway that there are no regulations within personal training, within the claims you make uh, online. Um, I think that's very important to understand that when someone is out there saying, hey, I've gotten, again, 5,000 people better with this thing. I'm not saying they're lying, but you could say, are. That, again, we have Danielle Davis uh, as a really bad example. Uh, and, 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 you know, we should be able to link to one of her, uh, an article with her story somewhere. Um, in the fact that, again, there's no regulation. What took her down was enough people. She literally just uh, didn't she, she didn't provide the service that she said she was going to do for people paying her. She had enough of a following that people were like, here's $1,000. And then she didn't even send them the program she said she was going to send them. So that's the only reason she was taken down. It wasn't because she was offering something that was not legitimate and didn't help people. But you look at some of these, again, really popular things. I, I, I can keep talking about all the problems but like Herbalife, these multi-level marketing schemes, they're getting people to take these powders and move in a little bit of the right direction. You get a little bit of a community with it. You're in the Herbalife community um, and you're, you're selling and you're buying. And again, if you understand, again, anything at all about how pyramid schemes work, it's a problem. Um, there's a lot of financial interest involved. But at the end of the day, is it doing some good? Possibly. 
you know, that's that gray zone that we're talking about. So I think it's important to know if you're caught in that versus, again, I will always, hopefully always continue to provide one-on-one service, make sure, and this is a new thing in the physical therapy, uh, the psychology space in the United States as of January 1st, 2022, it's called the No Surprises Act. So you need to be able to lay out, hey, what are you expecting out of this? How much is this going to cost? How many sessions? What's the approximate time? You're coming in with low back pain. Okay, I expect this to take six sessions over the next six weeks. I'm going to give you online support. And if you're not, you know, 90% better by that time, then we have a problem. We have a problem. Um, and Patrick's uh, still ch- chiming in here. It's a vitamin scam. That's right. <laughs> and uh, he also talked about Billy Blanks making a fortune on Tybo. Um, that it's, it's nothing more than a cardio workout. It was just packaged really well. So again, putting stuff in a shiny, this has been going on for, for centuries. Snake oil salesman is a thing. Again, if you promise, Hey, if you drink this kombucha, you know, you're going to feel better than ever. You're going to be healthier than ever. It's only going to cost you, you know, three easy payments of 1999 or whatever. Um, you know, there's all these tactics. So that's where it comes back to those questions about, um, you know, you, you, you posed it earlier for as of, you know, that style over substance. Is it okay for move you to be using some kind of tactic to, uh, you know, you to, to, to take advantage of the algorithm, uh, but they are putting out pretty good information. So again, for you move you is definitely one of the better ones I've seen. For us, what's your takeaway? Go to a professional. And when I say professional, someone who has an educational background and has experience in their field as well. What did I just do to my camera? <laughs> do not go to Bo for, for webcam podcast advice because, as you can see, he's not the right person. For that. What just happened? It's not, just... it's not looking good, man. I mean, what is going on here? I just tried to copy your link that you sent in the private chat. And you flipped the, the camera, buddy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> Well, it's it's okay. I mean, we're kind of winding down anyway. So we are, we are like... winding down, but I, I did get you the link there, buddy. Listen, uh, I just I wanted. To, does anybody have anything else they want to add? Because we this we should be doing another piece on this. I think there's a lot more here to actually talk about. Um, yeah, I, I think we threw out a lot of stuff. I apologize. You know, we tried to organize this one as best we can, and I think there's a lot of different paths to go. I think it was important to just talk through these concepts and again uh you know patrick seemed to get some stuff out of it at the very least uh, he's one of the few folks tuning in live and i hope folks get this uh so we're always asking you guys to chime in tell us what your experience is what you think uh leave us some comments ratings reviews all that good stuff to hey let dr us bo you, yeah. you you uh you forgot about dave kittle who said hey yeah, dr. dave bo. only said hi to bo and corona and not for as i don't know what's up with that well, but he is he's listening to us live we should we should acknowledge our followers here and with that being said, I want to reiterate, we we are sponsored by FitCare Physiotherapy Wellness, where the idea is to focus on your fitness <laughs> so you can avoid the healthcare space. Listen, like Bo said, we really appreciate your time. We thank you guys all for joining us. Um, we will be on every two weeks. We will be back to schedule. It's Faraz Javed there. Um, so thank you for coming. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And we'll catch you on the next time. Make sure you demand better. If you like what we're doing, man, don't forget to give us a little like, like. You know what I'm saying? Because we're waiting for it. Lots yeah. of love. Have a great weekend. Deuces. Bye. Peace. Go to Dubai.